There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Amen. But this is for somebody. This thing jumped at me yesterday and I've been wrestling. I wrestled with it last night. I wrestled with it this morning and it won. Somebody said the word will always win. So even when you and your little attitude and all that and all that, the words always going. Jonah 1 17. And the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and for three nights. Say Jonah was in the belly of a fish for three days and for three nights. Say, say, but that happened. Because Jonah ran. So he was rebellious. So he was, he was a problem. Now, 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 now look at me real quick. I, I want to just tell you what we're about to do with this Hebrew hand washing thing. Oftentimes in life, what I've discovered is sometimes, watch this, we love too hard. And sometimes who and what we love, watch this, does not reciprocate the level of love that we have for it and or them. And sometimes what happens in life is that we will actually hold on to things very tightly that are actually things that are hurting us greatly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Here's what I've discovered, especially as we start making our way towards the end of this calendar year. And I want you to hear me, and I'm going to say this as quick as I can. I want you to hear me is what I've discovered a lot of the times in life is a lot of the storms we go through aren't our storms. Yeah. Touch the neighbor. Say, maybe your storm isn't yours. Say, maybe it's because of who's around you. A lot of the times in life, we like to, we like to, somebody said this to me the other day, I just believe everything happens for a reason. And, and that's very, very bad theology. Because yes, everything does happen for a reason. It's cause and effect. But you're suggesting that the reason that it started or the reason it happened was because God desired it. 
Why did Jesus pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Because God's will often isn't done. So we had to pray for God's will to be done because God's will isn't often done. So what happens consequently as a result of that is that everything, watch this, that if you say everything happens for a reason, you'll think that if it happened, God wanted it to. Now realizing that God's given you and I free will. So there are some things that happen that God says, I didn't want that, but since you did, I let it happen. So, so Jonah gets thrown into the belly of a fish, say a big fish. Now, we don't know what type of fish. We don't know if it was a catfish, if it was a, if it was a whale, if it was megalodon. We don't know what it was. All we know is it was big enough for Jonah to be swallowed up whole and not bitten. And all we know is that it was big enough for Jonah to be in its belly for three days and three nights and to even, watch this, until even the fish didn't want him. There are certain people you're holding on to that even the devil don't want. Let me show you something. So Jonah, Jonah chapter 4, Jonah chapter 4, verse number 1. We're getting to this hand-washing thing. If I don't get to the message, then you got to catch up with me, all right? Y'all cool, 11-15? I don't normally do that because I like us all to be on the same page as the church, but I, I just got to go where I'm going. Jonah chapter 4, verse number 1. So Jonah gets in the belly of this big fish, and why did he do that? Because he ran. God tells Jonah to do something, and Jonah doesn't want to do it. Jonah is the man of God. He's a man of God. And as a man of God, Jonah says, I don't want to do it. What happened to Jonah that made him so arrogant to think he could tell God no and get away with it? Parents, have you ever had your child openly defy you? It wasn't like they knew, it, it wasn't like, you know, they didn't know what they were doing, right? You know, they were kind of playing and didn't know they were doing it. It is, y'all be quiet and they... They start hollering louder. Now, where I'm from, born in Denver, raised in Memphis, I claim the South. Where I'm from, if you, it's one thing to, to be bad and not know you're being bad. If you're bad and you're just knowingly, intentionally disobedient, that requires a whole nother level of whooping. Now, in Denver, y'all might not know nothing about a whooping, but in the South, a whooping is when a parent and or guardian uses whatever means necessary to get the job done. Well, I says, let me just check the room to see where y'all from. If it was a belt, it was a belt. But if it wasn't no belt, it was whatever was nearest. All right, y'all don't know nothing about that. All right, so if it was an iron cord, it was an iron cord. Okay, it's only a few of y'all that know something about the iron cord. If it, was a, if it was a cast iron skillet that had fist grease in it the day before, Check this out. Jonah openly, and I'll preach this message sometime later on next year or something, but Jonah, Jonah openly defied God. He's like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to. Jonah 4.1. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. Jonah got angry. <laughs> Verse 2. So he prayed to the Lord and says, Ah, oh Lord, was not this what I said while I was still in my country? Therefore I fled to Tarshish. Uh, for I know that you are gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from harm. Now, now, now Jonah, Jonah in Jonah chapter 4, Jonah basically says, Lord, I didn't want to do it because this is what I thought you were going to do in the first place. So watch this. Jonah justifies why he does wrong. He justifies why he doesn't forgive. He justifies why he lies. He justifies why he cheats, steals, whatever it is. He justifies it. But let's see what he did to get there. If you look at Jonah chapter 1 and look at, uh, look at verse number 3. Jonah chapter 1, verse number 3. Say, we're getting there. 
Jonah chapter 1, verse number 3. Jonah chapter 1, verse number 3. It says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. God tells Jonah, I want you to go speak to these people in Nineveh. We just read why Jonah didn't do it in chapter 4. He's like, I didn't want to do it because I knew you were going to do this. So he tried to justify it. Just like some people have justified why they've done you the way they've done you. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found the ship going to Tarsus. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. He paid, watch this. It's interesting because Jonah would pay to get away, but he wouldn't pay the price to obey. Sometimes in our walk, we'll pay the price to get away and to get out of something. But we won't pay the price to obey and to follow an instruction. Are y'all hearing? Are y'all still with me? I'm getting to this hand washing thing. All right. So he tries to flee the presence of the Lord. Look at verse four. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. So what did Jonah do to get away? He pays a fare, gets on a boat and says, I'm running away from God. Somebody in here today, somebody even watching online. In your life, low key, you've been running from God. You've been running from greater, running from greater responsibility, running from doing more. You've been running. Check this out. In verse number four, but the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea. Somebody say, it's a storm out on the ocean. So that the ship was about to be what? Broken up. Whose ship is it? Somebody else's. Why is it in a storm? Jonah's on it. Somebody at this 1115, your storm's about to end because you're about to push Jonah off. Y'all ain't talking to me. And maybe Jonah's not a person. Maybe Jonah is a thought. Maybe Jonah is a pattern. Maybe Jonah is a belief. But today, I'm here to tell you, Jonah's got to get the heck up. All right, watch. The Lord sent a great wind on the sea. There was a mighty tempest on the sea. So the ship was about to be what? Broken up. Jonah pays these guys to get on their boat to go get away from God. And God sends a storm, and the storm affects them, even though they didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to say it again. The storm affects them, even though they didn't do anything wrong, because they were harboring a fugitive. Ah, Y'all going to catch it in a minute. I'm trying to get to this hand once and thing. Watch this. Verse 5. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out, every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship to the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship, had laid down and was asleep. Look at me. They lost stuff protecting him. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. They lost stuff because they were helping the wrong person. I just wonder in this room who you've lost some stuff and you're like, Jesus, what's up with this? What's up with that? And he's like, well, you didn't have to lose that. You lost it trying to protect them, trying to help them. You lost your self-esteem trying to help them, your focus trying to help them, your business trying to help them. You lost it, but you didn't have to. Just the neighbor say you didn't have to. Watch this. It says, and the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God. And threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. Jonah 
who's the problem, was sleep. While, look at me. While you're stressed, they sleep. While you're trying to pick up the pieces, they got peace. Ah. Look, look at this, verse 6. So the captain came to him. Touched the neighbor and said, I'm taking my boat over. Yeah, because I don't know who this is for, but somebody else been in control of your boat. So the captain saying to him and said, what do you mean, sleeper? Now all the rest of them are stressed. They're praying hard. And their gods don't have the power to bring change. They're stressed out. They're praying. And they get down there to Jonah. And they say, Jonah, the captain's like, really, dude? This was fifth Sunday. I'd use another noun. It's not, so I won't. Really, person? Now, y'all push me in. What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. Jonah didn't even realize he was the cause of somebody else's storm. Somebody's storm's about to end in five minutes. Somebody's sickness is about to end in five minutes. You can sit there and look at me like that if you want to. But if you believe what I'm speaking, if it's bearing witness with you, that you've been like, God, why is this happening? Why is this going on? Your storm is about to be over. And if you believe that, let out a shout in here, 1115. Wait. Watch. Verse 7. And they said to one another. I'm not going to get to the main message. And they said to one another. Come, let us cast lots so we can know whose cause this trouble has come upon us. They cast lots, and the lot fell on who? Jonah. Jo Jonah, by the way, he's the son of this guy named Amittai. Jonah's name means I own my truth. He means I have my own truth subject from the truth, which means he believes in alternative facts. You ever met somebody that believed in alternative facts? The paper's white. Well, that's your opinion. You have no clue how much paper I've had to see, and I know that that paper is not really white. That paper is purple. They just changed it to be white because there's a conspiracy in the paper industry. Look, verse 8. Didn't they say to Jonah, so the lot falls on Jonah, Anybody ever played dice? All right. So they cast the lots. The lots falls on Jonah. And when the lots falls on Jonah, they say, Jonah, Jonah! Somebody holler, Jonah. Jonah. That's cool, but like, holler like you mad that you just found out that, watch this, part of your storm wasn't your fault. Jonah! You know how you parents... You open up something in the mail or get a call and you, and you start reading it. And the moment you read it, you start getting mad. And you don't be like, come downstairs, son. You be like, Christopher Michael Williams, get your butt down here. Watch. Watch. You ready? Uh, here it is. Then they said to him, tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? 
Where do you come from? What's your country? And what people are you? What's funny is that they, he paid the fare to get on the ship, but they didn't know anything about him. Could it be that, watch this, you picked up some spirits in some people who they were able to harbor and conceal the spirit that was really in them? They're asking him questions to identify him because they don't really know who he is. Could it be that you know people's names, but you don't really know who they are? You got them in your car, got them in your house. You're inboxing them, you're sliding in the DMs, you're doing this, that, and the other, not realizing, wait a minute, there's a spirit working in you and behind you, and I should have checked you before I ever let you on my boat in the first place, because it looks like the boat's about to be torn into pieces, and I don't know what to do. Tell us where you're from. I know somebody in here, watch this, you've had some people that got close to you that you know their name, but you do not know who they are. You don't know the spirit that's working behind them. That's why you were strong a few months ago, but all of a sudden now your focus is going, your strength is going. It's because you got a Jonah on. I feel like preaching here. Look. Woo. Woo. And here's the trip. Here's the trip. God Almighty. Jonah, verse 9, Jonah says to them, I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. So Jonah's like, I'm a Christian. I go to church. Bishop Foreman all day, harvest all day. Woo-woo. Jonah was essentially saying, this couldn't be me because I'm a Christian. I pray. I worship. And for a minute, you'll sit back and be like, that makes sense. I met him at church. Because I met him at church, it must be cool. Like, because everybody in church has to be, like, good. Not realizing you wouldn't do that at a hospital. You wouldn't go in the hospital and walk in somebody's room and just sit up and start eating. You don't know what they got. You, you, you don't know what might be contagious just trying to jump off on you. And that's everywhere. That, 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 check this out. That's everywhere. So don't, don't say, that's why I don't go to church. No, 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 no. Don't you ever come in here for nobody else except to get the word and to worship. Don't you ever talk about, but this is why I don't go to church. See, I watch Greenleaf. That's why I don't go to church. Listen, people are everywhere, and you're going to deal with mess on your job, mess in church. You're going to deal with mess everywhere. Here's the key. You just stay out of mess. Too much. You just stay out of mess. Touch the name and say, just stay out of mess. Stay right there. People are messy. No, you're around messy people. And the moment I smell messy people, I cut them off. Deuces. I kick them to the curb. The moment somebody runs to me, running their mouth about somebody else, I don't listen. I shut them down and say, I don't want to hear that mess. I said, because if you're doing that to me, what in the heck are you leaving and saying to somebody else about me? And the problem is, I'm still working out my salvation with fear and trembling. I might not pray for you. I might not... Oh. I pray, I pray. I'll pray. I, this is not the message, but it's the message. Verse 10. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew he had fled the presence of the Lord because he told them. He told them they had done something, he had done something dishonorable. 
He told them he had done something dishonorable. I'm talking to somebody in here. He told them he had done something dishonorable. Whenever people come to me from other churches or other bishops or whatever, if they come talking about their pastor, I immediately know they ain't going to be here long. Let me tell you why. Because all they come in is with drama and mess and issues. They're fault finders looking for something wrong. At the end of the day, honor says, you know what? God is good. Thank God. Let's just move forward. I ain't got nothing negative to say about the man that preached me out of suicide, preached me out of death, preached me out of this. I ain't got nothing to say. How dare you burn the bridge that got you over. So whenever people come to you with drama about other people, they're telling you what type of person they are. And here's the trip. You'll listen because hearing somebody else's, watch this, fake faults makes you feel better about your real ones. They did what? Oh, my God. No corroboration, no nothing, no nothing, no nothing. Just somebody's, just somebody's saying something. Let, let, me prove how, let me prove how dangerous this is. Let me prove how dangerous this is. Say, prove it, Bishop. Look at your neighbor and say this. Say, you have no idea how I was treated two minutes ago. Look, but what did most of us take that to? We took it to something negative. What was, how were you treated two minutes ago? Great, you were sitting in a seat. Wasn't nobody messing with you. But our nature is to hear and to think the worst. Jonah tells them what he's done, and here it is. I'm getting to this hand-washing thing. What's this? Verse 11. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you so that our storm can stop? They said, okay, so now we know that you're the reason for the storm. What can we do with you to end our storm? Touch them and say, your storm's ending. Say, today. Watch. Some of you, it might not be a storm. It's just resistance. You're trying to go forward and something's... But I'm going to tell you, you're going to break through that resistance. Not tomorrow. Somebody holler today. They said to him, what shall we do so the sea can be calm for us? For the sea, watch this, was growing more tempestuous. It was getting worse. There's stuff in our life that we can think it's done, think it's over, and then wake up one morning and it be worse. And it is worse. It is worse, watch this, because of who's on the boat. Sometimes people, watch this, leaving your life isn't loss. Sometimes it's loss prevention. That's why you never chase anybody that don't want to be kept. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to somebody where you got a message this week. Somebody said, I don't really know if I want to be with you no more. Don't chase. You may have just been protected. Watch. Verse 12, and he said to them, watch what Jonah says to them. Stay there. Watch what Jonah says to him. And he said to them, pick me up. Watch. Watch. This is what messed me up. Oh, no, I don't like that confession. This is what I wrestled with. I ain't messed up. You know, people, you never heard somebody say, ooh, church was so good, we were wrecked. I was like, I, I don't like that confession. Like, that's, I don't want wrecks. I did, I did not want that. That is not. You ever heard people, if you grew up in church, people say, if the Lord don't do nothing else for me. I don't say that because I got some other stuff I want to do. 
Uh, don't say what you don't want. Like what Jonah says. And he said to them, now here's what he's telling them. I did something dishonorable. He didn't own it, nor did he apologize for it. He just told them what he did. They should have had sense to know, oh God, so you're in rebellion. So because of your rebellion, I need to get you off the ship. They said, Jonah, what should we do? Jonah never apologizes. He justifies. He says, I did wrong and I have a right to do wrong and that's what it is. Look at verse 12. And he said to them, pick me up, throw me into the sea, then the sea will be calm for you. I know that this storm is because of me. Jonah tells them, look at me, Jonah tells them, get rid of me because your storm is because of me. Some Jonas, people, places, things, and ideas, and now in your life have told you, watch this, not verbally, but with their actions. They've told you. And the late Dr. Maya Angelou, I ain't preaching, but I'm preaching. She says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Watch this. The first time. I ain't preaching, but I'm preaching. I like it, just not so loud. Look at verse 13. Th this is going to rock your world. Anybody watching Lemon Color growing up? Y'all remember Wanda, Jamie Foxx? going to rock your world. This is going to rock your world. Real talk. Verse 13. What did Jonah just tell him in verse 12? Put it down. What did Jonah just tell him in verse 12? Get rid of me. I'm the problem. Look at verse 12. 13, rather. Nevertheless, the men rode harder to return to land, but they could not for the sea continues to grow more tempestuous against them. Look at me. They're stressed out because they wouldn't throw him over. Because they loved him more than they loved their own lives. They loved him more than they loved what they knew to be right. I, I thought y'all would catch it a little bit better than that. Look, look at the imagery. Look at the imagery. Say, Lord, put something in my hand. Say, that's great. Here, here, here's, when you pray that, though, here's what you're doing. Lord, put something in my hand that's great. And you're clinching to this. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's hurt. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an attitude. You'd be, you'd be surprised how many miracles haven't happened because there's not been apologies. And God says, I can't bless you because there's unforgiveness in your heart. And then because of this and you wronged your brother, I can't do it. I can't. So I'm not doing nothing. I decided nothing and nobody is going to interfere with the bid God's about to put into my hands. Is there anybody at the 1115 you can give with that? Do, do you see the imagery, though? So you're like, God, put something in my hands. Lord, do something. He's like, How? You are clinging so tight to that. You're clinging so tight to you wanting to be right that you wouldn't even consider you were out of order. I'm just going to walk heavy since I got the mic. Walk heavy is preaching term for I'm just going to preach rough. I've just been talking, but can I preach hard? Can I preach hard? You are clinging on so tight to let nobody hurt you. You don't even realize the one hurting you still on your boat. 
You are clinging so tight to your money that you don't even understand. You holding on to your offering is why you're broke. You won't release it. You're clinging so tight to those friends. And you don't even realize they're the ones sucking the life out of you. Think about it. Ain't nothing beneficial about the friendship other than it's familiar. You don't pray for them. Y'all don't pray for one another. Y'all don't build up one another. All y'all do is just get around and shoot the breeze and talk about this, that, and the other. And ain't none of y'all going nowhere, but y'all all sitting up together. Y'all ain't talking and I'm preaching. Jonah says, get rid of me. He tells them, throw me overboard. Throw me overboard. And if you throw me overboard, your storm will be over. I'm done. I didn't preach the message, but is this helping somebody? I'm starting a new series called The Holy Spirit. It's a great message. Get it from 915. When Jonah says, throw me overboard, they hold on tighter. 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 When their actions say, I don't respect you. I don't respect you. When their actions say, I don't really care. I'm not there for you. You can go to hell for all I care. I, I don't. When their actions say that, then you, let's just, I'm going to take them to lunch. Let's have a conversation. When their actions say, I don't believe in your Jesus, bump that. I ain't in all of that. I ain't in you going to church. I ain't in the church. I ain't in all that. Y'all just going over there listening to that man. Kind of whole Bible thing. That's funny though. They don't they don't say nothing. They don't say nothing about nothing else though. When you was out twerking and dropping like it was hot and all that, and having to get tests to see if if oh, y'all ain't say oh, y'all. And now they got a problem with you coming to church. Deuces. Watch. When Jonah's like, it's me. You know what Jonah does? You know what the people do? They hold him closer. Somebody in here, you are so blind. And you've been so anesthetized. That you've been pulling closer. The reason your boat ain't making it. And I know this is heavy to get because I wrestle with it. Because I, when it hit me, I was like, Whoa! I got quiet for a while. And then this thing was messing with me so much so I was going to change the whole series, but we didn't have no time. <laughs> Look, nevertheless, they rode hard. You fighting to keep what doesn't want to be kept. Who child, I'm so stressed. Ooh, these kids, I'm so stressed. They don't even want to play them sports. You're trying to relive your childhood through them. I'm just so stressed. Got to get the money together for this. Got to get the money together. Got to do this. Got to do this. Oh, God, I got to do it. Oh, I got to run over here. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, I do, child, all that. And you're rowing. And the Bible says their boat couldn't even make it back to land because the sea grew more tempestuous against them. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, don't let us die because of this person. 
Don't charge us with innocent blood, O Lord. Have done as it pleased you. Look. Then something happened. Look at verse 15. At a certain point, they said, oh, the boat isn't going where it's supposed to go. It's certain in your businesses, the reason they're failing is because of who you hired. Preach, preach, preach. Some of you leaders, it's not working because of who you have leading. Preach. I just don't know why my business won't take off. Because your secretary don't do secretarial work. She steals. <laughs> Real talk. I was on, I was on, I was on, um, I was on staff as associate pastor of everything at a, at a church right before we planted Harvest. The assistant came to find out, and she, she was the baddest dressed. Her nails were always extra done. I mean, like extra done. And they had like a village. They had like 47 kids. Not that many, but they had all our kids. And, and her husband was a, was a firefighter, and, um, and she was the church secretary. And so, you know, I, I mean, she was always extra done. And, I, you know, I like when people are well put together. So I just said, no, you're doing it. You do it. And I said, no, I don't know how. You're always extra done. Like, ain't never no chip on your nails. You ain't never been not 100. You know what I'm saying? She ain't never been in between relaxers. I know y'all don't get those no more, but she didn't even wear relaxers. But y'all know what I'm saying? I know y'all don't do it no more, ladies. I know. I'm just trying to make my point. Y'all with me? I know. Whatever, you know, y'all do. Pressing, whatever, okay? Y'all with me? I'm done. You know how you be in between, knowing the kitchen be kind of rough? You know what I'm saying? No. Some of you ladies know what I'm talking about. You be in between, so you just do that little pony thing. You just wrap it up, roll it up here. You just be like, girl, shoot, I've been... Fellas, you know when you're in between haircuts, you know what I'm saying? And you just kind of, I'm just letting it grow out a little bit. No, your part is totally covered, player. It's totally covered. Like, you need a fresh cut. Like, that thing is totally growing in. You got hair down here. Look like Wolfman. <laughs> you just in between cuts. She, she was, I'm done. We're going to do this thing. I don't know who this is for, but somebody's storm is going to end the day. God's going to drop something big in your hands because of what you're going to leave in this water today. If you believe it, shout yeah. If you believe it, shout yeah. If you believe it, shout yeah. If you believe it, shout yes. If you believe it, shout yes. She was always extra put together. Extra. Somebody say extra. So, make a long story short, the senior pastor um, it looked like the particular financial situation was going a certain direction, so the senior pastor to take some steps and do some different things. I won't get into details because it's irrelevant. Here's what we discovered. A man of God came. A man of God, while sitting at the table with all the pastors and leaders, he, he looks at the woman and says, are your hands burning? He's the same man of God who prophesied that I would be a bishop, so his words don't don't, don't fall to the ground. He prophesied. He threw his towel on me. He says, by this time next year, you'll be multiplied by three. And there were three different things that the Lord brought into me. One of those was being a vision. One of those was church and all that. And, and, so, and so he looks at her and says, are your hands burning? And she's like, oh, I, I don't know. I wasn't there, but they told me what happened. And so, and so she, you know, she's, she's, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Two weeks later, 
on accident, the senior pastor discovers that the secretary had embezzled almost $40,000 from the church. Because when they would come in, she said, one for the Lord, 17 for me. Watch this. And because she went unchecked, because the man of God was so worried and so stressed and so frustrated, he didn't check to see what she was doing. I'm going to tell somebody, you ain't even been looking at what's going on in your life. You, you got folk up in your house, up in your life, up on your phone. You ain't even checking what's going on. And it can happen to us all. Somebody say, nobody's safe. The woman was embezzling, which created this entire sequence of, in, of events. She was trusted, which made her lethal. Watch this. Y'all still here? I'm done. I'm done. You're like, I want to hear, is that the message? No. But I don't have time to preach the regular message. This is the 11:15 message for today. I'll actually preach this officially sometime soon. At a certain point in verse 14, they were like, we can't do this anymore. Because Jonah, we just found out you are the reason my boat's not working. Y'all want to pray a dangerous prayer? Only lift your hands if you, if you want to know you're Jonah. If you don't want to know, don't pray it. If you want your boat to keep not working and break apart, please don't pray this. If you want to know your Jonah, it could be a person, place, thing, or idea. Throw your hands up right now. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you'd reveal my Jonah so that I can throw it overboard. I believe that you're going to reveal it to me. You're going to reveal it to me in the next 90 seconds. In Jesus' name. Now praise him in advance of him revealing it. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Yeah. Glory to God. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.